get in the zone with the 49ers web zone. This is the No Huddle Podcast with Al, Zane, and Brian. So this got me thinking. The Niners had eight players on this list between offense and defense from ESPN and sort of the Eagles, who I think is maybe fair when you go one through whatever. Mm -hmm. Those two maybe have the two deepest, best rosters. I think that's fair. Mm -hmm. But eight guys in the top 10 at their position. So it got me thinking, holy shit, how many Mm -hmm. blue chip players does this team have? So I looked up blue chip (laughs) and I, you know, I'm getting to the point again with Twitter where I have to stop interacting with people again because, oh my God. But just to clarify (laughs) for the purpose of this exercise, because I put this on Twitter, Mm -hmm. a blue chip player, I Googled it because I was thinking position. A blue chip player are those who have proven themselves to be among the best at their positions in their respective sports. Yeah. So I thought about how many blue chip guys do the Niners have at their positions? So I'm not saying Kyle Juszczyk is blue chip like Patrick Mahomes is. I'm not, no. I'm not saying that. But yeah. at their positions, right. how many blue chip guys do they have? And ESPN just told us from execs, scouts, and play, their peers that there's eight, according to mm-hmm. what they think. So mm-hmm. what do I think? I think Bosa is a blue chip guy. It's inarguable. Fred Warner, inarguable. Those two got ranked number one on these lists. Javon Hargrave, he ranked number five on this list. I I think you can put him in a blue chip player with 100%. Dre Greenlaw is one that maybe some people were like, why? But again, he's a top 10 linebacker to his peers and scouts. And we talked about his statistics on the last show. Yeah. I think you could say he's a blue chip linebacker right now for, for position, blue chip for his position. Here's one that people were like, oh, well, he's not yet. So, in, albeit it is a very small sample size, very small. And after this year, it may we may not be saying this anymore. Brock Purdy. But someone who was a first-team All-Pro, <laughs> a pro bowler, and was ranked the ninth-best safety by his peers, execs, and scouts. How do you not say he's a blue-chip player at his position? He was an All-Pro, yeah. so he was, he was a first-team right. All-Pro. Right. So he's – of all safeties, so he's at worst top four, according to last right. year. Right. Will this continue? I don't know. Does he have some issues in coverage sometimes? Sure. But if you're but he did, he Go did ahead. cut down on those last year. And that's where, uh, that's why, like, I feel like he is, um, he is worthy of that because that was my big concern last year was his mental lapses in coverage. And he cut down on those significantly. And kudos yeah. to him because it made him a much better player. And I just think again, it it could change, but for right now, again, if, if you're if that's what the definition is, and you just put those accolades down and covered the name, I think people would be like, "Well, well yeah, of course he is." <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And then you you. So I, I don't know. I don't see why that was so controversial. Controversial. <laughs> D- Debo, I'm still putting as a blue chip based. Yeah, and you know he was an all again. A, all pro but that's top 15 basically. honorable mention you would say he's top 15 then yeah and he was the first oh. honorable mention so i think he was yeah. 11 so yeah. you know what yeah. there trent williams again not even debatable george kittle not even debatable christian mccaffrey not even debatable the 10th player i had and i'm sorry there's only five fullbacks in the league or whatever it is but kyle Juszczyk is the best one yeah. and i think if there were 32 fullbacks kyle Juszczyk might still be the best still one. be the best one he, yeah he is like a six times, seven time pro bowl or whatever it is. And again, I know there's not a lot of fullbacks, but he's terrific at what he does. He's a blue chipper at what he does. And his, and his skill set allows Kyle Shanahan to do a lot of what he does in the run game and in the pass game. 
and and his ability to stay on the field as a receiving threat uh, again makes that offense more multiple than if you had a guy in there that was just you know just in there to block so uh yeah you've gotta you you have to credit him for his skill set and and say that there isn't another player in the NFL that would you know that would fit in uh, the way that that you checked us now I had three guys who so I had 10 that I thought had really good arguments and I have three guys that I think are maybe borderline or getting there so can I guess them I, yeah can absolutely. I guess them all right yeah so I think one of those is Mooney Ward yep I think one of them is Eric Armstead yep and then I think the other one based on our conversation is Brandon Ayuk correct yeah. So why didn't I put them in there? So with Armstead, again, I've always thought I'm an Eric Armstead guy. He's mm-hmm. a terrific player. Yeah. I don't think it shows up in the stat sheet. But yeah. again, we're talking, is he the 10th, one of the 10, 15 best defensive linemen? Interior uh, defensive linemen. Interior. Probably. Maybe. I got, I'd have to go back and look at that list to see who they put ahead of him because he was an honorable mention, right? I think if I remember right yeah. on that list. But he's he's never made a Pro Bowl. He probably should have made it in 2019, but he didn't. He's never been an all pro. When you take that into consideration, do you say he's a blue chipper? I think you can make, I'm not saying yes or no. I think you can make the argument yeah. either way, I think, for him. But he's certainly, I think if someone said to me, hey, Al, I'm going to make the argument that he is, I, I don't think I'm going to argue with you. I, I think, you know, I'm not saying oh, there's no way he's not a blue chipper. But just to go back, so people said Aaron Donald, Chris Jones, Jeffrey Simmons, Quinnen Williams, Javon Hargrave, uh, Dexter Lawrence, DeForest Buckner, Deron Payne, Cam Hayward, Jonathan Allen were the top 10. Mm-hmm. Honorable mentions were Wilkins, Christian Wilkins, Vita Bay, Kenny Clark, or Wilkins, sorry, Kenny Clark, Derek Brown, Leonard Williams. Okay. So he was just in the also receiving votes category. Sure. So I, you know, and, and I think again, when, when you play a position that like, like interior defensive lineman, where your ability to affect the game doesn't always show up on the stat sheet, um, it it gets to be difficult, right? It gets to be difficult to evaluate when you're trying to rank them. But if you look at the 49ers defense last year, with Eric Armstead in the lineup and with him out, there's a considerable uptick in turnovers when Eric Armstead is on the field because he is collapsing the pocket and mm-hmm. causing f- quarterbacks to make poor decisions. The uh, interception that Dak Prescott threw in that Cowboys playoff game came as a direct result from pressure from Eric Armstead. And mm-hmm. I think there were at least three other interceptions during the regular season where if you put the tape on, you can see Armstead collapses the pocket. The quarterback has to get rid of it faster than he wants to. And he throws an interception that doesn't show up anywhere. That doesn't show up anywhere on a stat sheet. It doesn't show up anywhere. It shows up if you watch the game and you know what you're looking for. And so Mm -hmm. that's where, you know, is he a blue chip guy? Maybe not, you know, because again, blue chip guys are special. But I think he's a blue chip part of this 49ers defense. And I think that uh, his absence would be felt pretty significantly uh, if he was no longer a part of this team. And now he gets to team up with Javon Hargrave, 
like he got to team up with DeForest Buckner. And I I just, this defensive line, I think, is just going to absolutely kick ass this year. I'm very excited about it. And Traverius Ward, he was 20, he got also receiving votes on this. Mm -hmm. So he was about the 21st. Mm-hmm. from there and you made some good points about him pay, playing zone so maybe he didn't get mm-hmm. i'll let you talk about you made some good points about him last show on that yeah the 49ers play a lot of zone and you know you look at that that list if you if you go through that list and you and you start naming off those names the majority of those names play in schemes that play a lot of man-to-man and that's where you tend to see the value of a cornerback in in man-to-man coverage um you can see that versus what a what a corner is doing in zone but the other thing you got to think about is there's 32 teams in the nfl which means there are 64 starting cornerbacks and if you are in the the the, if you're in the top 20 that's the top third of you know of the of the position which means that you know theoretically there's you know, there's 40 other dudes that you're better than and really only 19 other guys that that are better than you. That seems to be pretty good to me, um, you know, in terms of uh, effect on the game or whatever. So um, I do think it'll be interesting. We said this when we talked about him last episode. I do think it'll be interesting to see how Ward uh, does under Steve Wilkes. Uh, what Wilkes can do for Ward's game, what kind of coverages Wilkes is going to run. Are we going to see more man-to-man, uh, which Ward has has a lot of uh, experience in in Kansas City and, and did incredible. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see what his season looks like this year, for sure. And the last one is Brandon Ayuk. And listen, again, there's nobody higher on Brandon Ayuk than me right now. I, I keep talking about that. But again, we're talking about the best players at the position, the blue sure. chip guy. Yeah, Brandon Ayuk said one 1,000 yard season. It was 1,015 right. yards. I mean, you can't put him up against guys like Tyreek Hill and, and about all those guys that got mentioned there in the first seven or eight. I mean, I mean, come on. In last season, now Brandon Ayuk was 28th in targets last year. He finished 22nd in yards um, total in the league. So did he get a ton of targets? You know, as many targets as Justin Jefferson? No. no. No, he probably won't ever in this offense. Not in this was, offense. So 28th in targets, 23rd in receptions. And what I say, 22nd in yards. So mm-hmm. terrific player. Arrow is pointing up. If he gets enough chances, could he maybe get up into that echelon? I, I think so, because I'm really high on it. But you can't say off what he's, to me, I think he's getting there. I don't think you could say he's, he's ascending. Yep. So far. Yeah. yeah. I think he's an ascending player who can get there. But a lot of people were like, and again, it's your opinion. I'm not knocking it. But people were right. like, like, what are you there? I'm like, okay, you know, I see where you're. I think he can get there, but to say mm-hmm. he should be there, I, I don't agree with that right now. Not yet. Well, and and then the other question you got to ask yourself, and and again, here's where here's where I think some people can make an argument. If you take Brandon Ayuk off this team, what does the passing offense look like? It it probably falters a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they don't really have anybody else uh, to fill that role. And again, you know, I asked I asked Jack Hammer and, and you when we had Jack on. Do you feel like, I mean, I, I don't want to say this is the best group of skill position players that Kyle Shanahan has had since his 2016 Falcons offense that set records. Mm-hmm. Could we see an offense similar to that in San Francisco this year if either one of the three quarterbacks that 
we don't know who's going to to be QB one, but if if they can, you know, if they can take the 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 horse by the reins and 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 do what what Kyle Shanahan asked them to, man, you know, you've got Ayuk at X, you've got uh, Debo at Z, you've got Kittle, you've got McCaffrey, you've got Uzcheck, you've got uh, Danny Gray, who could be the Taylor Gabriel, right? The deep threat. You've got uh, Third and Jawan, who's your possession receiver. That's your uh, uh, Muhammad Sanu, right? Like all of it fits. All of it fits perfectly with what Kyle Shanahan had in Atlanta in 2016. And I, I don't know. I think you could see. I think you could see two guys that that are at a thousand yards, and that would be Debo and Ayuk, and then you know other guys that are between three and 500 yards and Kittle who may be at like 750 and, you know, maybe double digit touchdowns again. You know, I, I do think we are going to see a pretty impressive offense this season, regardless of who uh, plays quarterback, because the skill position talent is just unbelievable and head and shoulders better than any other team in the NFL. In my opinion.